On this week's Inside Marketing, I'll be talking about automation and technology and how our industry has moved away from using automation and AI for targeting and bidding right through to creative and also attention. I'll be joined by David Lenny, Head of Innovation from Dentsu in Ireland, as we talk about all things automation. That's only on this week's Inside Marketing. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions. Hello and welcome to this week's Inside Marketing. As I said, we're going to be talking about automation and technology and I am delighted to be joined in person, in studio, in Dentsu Towers, in our recording studio by Mr. Dave Lenny, who is Head of Innovation at Dentsu in Ireland. Welcome, Dave. Good morning. Good morning. It's lovely to be here in Dentsu, like yes. I am every day. Uh, like you are every day, as I am. I see more of you than I do me misses. But uh, yeah, um, thanks, for, thanks for taking the time <laughs> to join me today. And uh, before we get into it, how's things? Are you busy? Well, I know you're busy, but like, are you as busy as I think you are? Oh, Q4 in media is always, always up the walls, busy. We're kind of set for a very big Christmas, a lot of campaigns going live, a lot of technology innovation. We're testing new new platforms, new applications. So yeah, it's all go, go, go. And and you're, and you're not doing any pitches, are you, at the moment? Oh, no, sorry. no. Yeah, gosh, yeah. I haven't done it's a pitch in a very long time, Dave. Lucky man, lucky man. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Um, and this one, I'm hoping, like I say, the, the dangerous, these episodes have been creeping up into an hour, an hour and a 10 minutes. And, and I'm hoping that this one will be relatively light touch to do us both a favour. So as I said, we're going to we're gonna talk about um, automation and Look, I, we, you know, and I know, and everybody knows that in terms of our industry, automation and AI and technology, they're really, really important. And they've seen huge amount of change and growth over the last kind of 10 years. Um, and I, what we've, like, I suppose what I knew about it was, or where it started was, the automation happened on the delivery side of, of delivering ads to people. So technology started with targeting, maybe going to be able to kind of automate targeting. It moved into, say, automation of bidding, that kind of stuff. It moved to dynamic creative, um, which was then the idea. And you were on before we talked about this, the idea of um, you don't have to have a human being sitting down and putting together an ad. You can take cues from what people do and the content that they look at and actually create a decision engine and piece creative together. And that was really kind of, I was kind of very innovative at the time, but it's moved on a little bit now. Um, or has it? So where are we at the moment? Where is Dynamic at the moment? Because I know it was it was kind of um, it was a hot topic, and we talked about. It, I think it was maybe could be two years ago. So, what's going on? Where are we in this journey of automation in our industry at the moment? So, automation is always a very very kind of prominent topic in media, and it's 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 really important for us for our day to day jobs because ad operations, digital campaigns are highly complex, mm -hmm. and the more people you have in the processes in terms of delivery, the more prone you are to error, to mistakes, mm. the longer it takes. So really we see automation as a very, very valuable commodity in, in agency. And certainly when you're kind of working day to day on campaigns, it just allows you to, I guess, remove more people from the processes, but also it allows us to kind of work on higher level values, more strategic um, initiatives mm -hmm. and, and projects. Nobody wants to be sitting there trafficking ads in day in, day out. There is, I think, like sometimes we have this overarching fear that automation is going to come in and take, take everyone's job. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, today it can have my job. Yeah. If, it can, if it can automate what I do, then by here, all means. Here. Yeah, me too. Me too. It, Put it, me can, out you of my misery. can you automate this podcast, actually? Because this comes around too frequently for my liking. But anyway. 
But um, but more and more of I guess of our clients are asking us to to automate the the, the operation side and a lot of in terms of kind of our delivery, you know, technology. That's one of the kind of core competencies that we look at, and we've now we're now able to kind of automate a lot of our uh, trafficking processes through mm-hmm. dynamic, as you've said, our targeting capabilities. We're designing algorithms here at Dentsu that allows us to kind of automate budget delivery, creative delivery, um, reporting and insights. So yeah, it's it's a it's pretty it, sophisticated. It, the, exactly, mm-hmm. and the 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 output is far superior than having dozens and dozens of people all doing the same kind of tasks. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm yeah. all for it. And even in, like, in terms of, because I get, I get the bidding thing, right? Because that was, um, you know, media agencies were bidding on campaigns. So there was a, there was a natural progression to that. And, and there's a lot of, um, I suppose, data that you can automate. But where it got interesting was when it got into uh, creative. I think that became quite interesting. And, and the early days, and look, everything's pretty shit in its early days. So, th- you know, those runners you looked at once following you around the web for the rest of your life in a, in a white frame ad and they're just with a price against them. It was desperate stuff. But it's moved on quite a lot. Um, what In terms of creative, let's just stick with creative for a minute. Dynamically, wh- what, where are we? What are the capabilities for, um, just in terms of, dyna- forget targeting for a minute, dynamic creative. How does that work and what type of data can you pick up or, or kind of information about people? And do the ads how good can the ads look now? Because it, it was fair to say they probably were because I know they're low value. So it was a little bit like I had Kieran Cunningham on talking about radio ads. Like, you know, they're so cheap to produce. That's not a huge amount of time went into them. And there's a lot of the similarities that went into display. Ads were terrible. But what yeah, can you do now? What do you pick up data-wise and, and how good can the ads be? And, and is it, well, we'll get to it in a minute about what different formats. So for me personally, I believe the future of the industry actually lies in creative technology. Uh-huh. And we're at the beginning of well, I would say a creative technology revolution. And within the next decade, we're going to see all of these new creative technologies coming into the media value chain. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about, you know, ways that we, uh, I guess, consume creative. How do we, uh, you know, we, we look at it, we understand it, we interpret it. How do we interact with it? How do we kind of, how is creative built around our preferences? What what What, what we're kind of in market for? All of that is kind of evolving very, very quickly. But automation, um, I, I guess, and kind of, and in terms of just kind of creative sophistication, the biggest, the biggest difficulty that we've always faced is just being able to pull the insights, mm. the insights from our creative learnings. And the reason because of that is creative is highly complex. It's what we call unstructured data. And the past uh, three months, we've been working on a project with Google, actually their San Francisco team that working kind of uh, their creative platforms to automate a lot of the creative reporting that mm-hmm. has been the bugbear of my life and team for I don't know how many years. And that's just allowing us to automate the uh, the reporting piece on creative so we can give really nice insights. Mm-hmm. We can actually go back to a client and say, oh, you know what, that type of imagery works really well. Right. Have people in your creative if you're selling financial services or, or tech products. Yeah. Uh, you know, bold, vibrant color and contrast in your creative is far more important than having redundant copy lines. People, right, yeah, people yeah. So we're actually just kind of using technology to, to kind of understand uh, creative far more effectively. Mm-hmm. And in dynamic, so so in terms of dynamic targeting, what like thinking about then, 
how you might, the creative that you show the person, you have to know a lot about the person in the first instance. What type of data are you using? To, to, or where are you finding data on those people? Or what can you pick up? And give me some examples of what type of stuff, richness, you and where you might be finding that in order to go, we're going to show them that ad. Um, what does so, it rely on? So, we're, so when it comes to activating a very clever creative-led campaign that kind of is harboring data from a number of sources, yes, actually understanding your audience is really, really key. Mm. And, you know, Google and Meta are have kind of built very hugely successful businesses on being able to profile audiences and, you know, really kind of delve deep into their attributes and when they're in market for a particular product or, mm. uh, you know, and, and that's been around for 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 quite some time. But where we're starting to shift as, and we're probably going to get onto it in a minute, all of that cookie-based data is is co- being called into question. Is it cookie-based at the moment? Sue? A lot is of it, it is. A lot of yet? yes. I mean, so there's it's 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 ever evolving, but still very much fundamentally, a lot of our targeting is still based on cookies, right. and it's kind of Google have kind of retracted and, and retrieved a little bit on terms of their promise of removing. Well, we're supposed to be a year without cookies now, aren't we? Yeah. At this stage, back yeah. and we still I don't, don't think, have an I don't end think it's ever gone away. Dave. It's never gone away. But what we're doing is we're working with uh, clients in far more progressive and interesting ways. So really kind of understanding the, the the data capability that lies within their businesses. So to give you one example, we're talking to a very big airline next week. And one of the key uh, targeting components, or one of the kind of very clever integrations we're looking at is their, their booking engine on their website. Mm. So we want to know, can we from their booking engine, and and I suspect we can after we've kind of talked to them, can we profile every single plane that will be taking off between now and the end of the year from every airport across Europe or across the world from wherever they fly in? Can we tap in and understand the model of that aircraft and the capacity? Mm -hmm. And those kind of signals are going to feed into our dynamic campaigns so if we know, for example, that Dublin to London is at full capacity or so the load factor built into exactly. that. Exactly. Well. Yeah, so yeah. we're actually optimizing our campaigns to capacity. So right. other routes that perhaps are struggling will become more prominent in our delivery, uh in in our delivery of our campaigns. So for example, if Dublin to Brussels isn't doing very well or Dublin mm-hmm. to Frankfurt, we'll prioritize them and start serving out ads to users that are uh, more likely to book mm. those particular routes, right? And it's just becoming much, much, more, much cleverer, right? Um, and so, the, the data on the on the on the client side, being able to to kind of, I suppose, compile and 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 harvest and cut, slice and dice all that data. When you when you the the, the richness is in terms of taking all the insight and saying, um, show me a relevant ad, right? Yep. So based on and it's got as far deeper. I remember we talked about an airline before and we were talking about. It's not enough. It's a bit lazy to say, um, you know, give me, give me, fly to Barcelona for sixty nine ninety nine because you can find out a lot about what I'm interested in. So you might want, you know, why I go to Barcelona is different to why somebody else would go to Barcelona. So that richness really helps make the creative more relevant. Now, Absolutely. Where can you? Because I know it was, I suppose, initially um, in display. But it, it can, where can dynamic be deployed now in terms of what platforms can it be deployed? Yeah. How, how sophisticated so, is it? So no, it's. I mean, I think all of the main ad technology providers really value and understand the importance of being able to build and deliver and automate creative very quickly, but good high quality creative. 
so social um the likes of of meta are really investing in this space right. they kind of got a you know product led e-commerce ads very kind of different to their dynamic based retargeting capability like the the ad format and the, the the look and feel and how it's actually delivered the back end the structure um so one kind of mm. the different components but yeah there's a there's a huge focus on it so social and um, e-commerce definitely a lot of dynamic capability right. there the next iteration where we really want to get to is video so right. being able to serve or to um to dynamically adjust video content for your audience right. based on their likes or preferences and while it is possible a lot of the the technology i've seen so far you know tries to kind of i guess circumvent good quality uh good quality video mm-hmm. or good quality content by you know using kind of still frames and content like um text and, and yeah, overlays yeah. within within creative that doesn't really tend to work so you're no. always going to have to invest money into your video production yeah but you can definitely you know within within your video production you can start thinking about your your different audiences and we can now use the technology right. to kind of uh to alter your your formats and produce it dynamically across your different audiences i'm going to ask you about video in a sec because i get how how it could work but before you do that you, you said it's 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 predominantly cookie based at the moment yep. what happens what happens if and when Google say cookies are no more? Is that is that the shutters yeah, come down on this, or are you working? Well, on, are you, I presume you're working on on solutions yeah. that are that are exist and live in a cookieless world. Yeah, big time. So even this week we had a uh, a client in who looks after globally or for for me uh, the head of a big FMCG brand, and she was just talking to us about you know they're very very conscious that they've been reliant on the likes of google and mm. and meta for the longest time but now they are really thinking about their own data capability and you know and the the, the customer bases that they've been you know advertising to for the longest period so what we're seeing is you know first party data it's always going to like that the shift to first party data is just unavoidable yeah it's a trend that is 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 going to continue because you know that data is relevant. Yeah, it's uh, it's highly qu- uh, qualitative, and uh, and you know and and still brands are still going to kind of invest in that. What we're now seeing is to kind of to overcome what we call the lack of cookies, what we call data clean rooms, yeah. which are essentially uh, capabilities that allow an advertiser or a brand to upload all of their first party data, which could be email addresses, telephone numbers, Mm -hmm. and hash that data into media environments or um, so that they can use their own data for their campaigns. Essentially what happens is they hash the data into the platforms. They get a unique identifier key for each and every single match. So then they can then attribute back and understand, you know, who bought products, who didn't, yeah. But it's all completely. Um, you don't need to. You don't need to know the individual. And you don't you just, exactly. As long as you can just kind of, they're they're all individually anonymous, but they're yeah. pulled into it because you don't. Who cares? You don't want to get into you know um, segments of one. You don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's it's completely. Um, what I'm saying is it's completely anonymized, and you can still, uh, you can still target very effectively mm. your your different audiences. Yeah. Yeah, because it's gotten like it's God, it's scary how how different the industry's got. You touched on video a minute ago. 
I mean, the principle of dynamic, correct me if I'm wrong here, the, 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 the back engine, and it's really complicated, but I, I, I'm, maybe I'm stupid, I just simplify things. So you have a, a load of stock images, right? You have to have some creative there to go from. You have to have a yep. well from which to draw from. So you have all these different static images at the moment, yep. and you, you have all these iterations of copy lines, and you have all these kind of different messaging and things like that. And yep. then you build a decision engine or whatever, you, and you guys, yes. if, if, if person is A, and we're then show put that that logo with that image yes. on that price point and yep. that date or whatever right and and it's it's now the concept of if you had the same theory should work in terms of video in the sense that if you had a, a ton of kind of short sharp snippets of video content right that yep. could be stitched together in principle that could work because you know you need you need a lot of video content but like even because Orlando um Wood was on a couple of months ago and he was talking about how a lot of ads that you see on TV now are quite staccato they are fast paced they're quick cuts between different things so they yep. move really quickly and that's the way we rightly or wrongly the human brains are kind of consuming and decoding things at the moment so it's very fast paced those kind of old ads of long kind of slow storytelling building a narrative with continuity and story beginning middle and end that, that ads don't really look like that anymore they are very quick cut staccato so they're ads that are they're not done dynamically but they look like that on TV so like are we far away from having a dynamic video um, capability and do you think it's I know you mentioned it but is, is it could it be done? Like, is the technology there now at the moment? So the challenge is, is always trying to make your visual files match up with your audio files. Right. And, you know, for a machine to be able to process that, uh, it's, it's it's getting better, but it's, right. uh, but often you will still need somebody to come in and do further editing and, and, and kind of manipulation of the copy and, and the delivery. But yes, um, we're certainly, capability is there and more and more platforms are, are, are kind of allowing us to kind of explore that. I mean, mm. so to even give you an idea, there's now a, a website um, just to show you how powerful even AI is is kind of developing in the creative space. And it's the website's called uh, DALI. It allows content creators to go in and literally they can type whatever they like into DALI and DALI will produce an image. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I heard about this which actually. Is yeah. Just phenomenal. So that's uh, incredible, and that's all. That's all AI, is it? Like so. So Lauren Casey and my team, who's just a phenomenal uh, digital designer, really at the cutting edge of technology, just so sharp, found this tool, and we were looking at kind of just exploring new creative concepts for, for one of our clients, and she just typed in warrior outside GPO in Dublin, futuristic warrior outside GPO in Dublin. Uh, defending our city, and all of a sudden, Dali produced this image of that's this. Incredible of this kind of cyborg robot. So kind of half human, <laughs> half half machine that was like, had some futuristic, uh, I don't know, ammunition type uh, weapon in, in its hand and able to, to, was protecting like what looked behind a very battered and that's uh, unreal. GPO, yeah, incredible. That's incredible. That is that's scary. That sounds like yeah. I I could waste hours on that on that site. Like, like, that's a, <laughs> well, like I don't take, know what you'd be typing in. Oh, Dave. I just Keep it's mad because I'd, I'd be trying to I'd be trying to break it. I'd be trying to say I'm going to give it something that it can't do, and I and then I'd be like, you know, t three days later, I'm like, w what happened there? Yeah. So it's become it's become a big online platform, a big kind of community, like that's all unreal. these like all these places start. But yeah, it's. You know, as I said, the creative revolution is real. It's happening. Okay, so like, yeah, dynamic and all, 
and look, it's really cool, all the stuff we talked about. I'm definitely going to check out that site. Um, but I want to just move on a little bit and talk about where the industry is moving to. And the, the hot topic at the moment um, uh, is attention, really. That's what that we're getting far more. So you're talking about sophistication in terms of technology. We're getting far more sophisticated in terms of our expectations, you know, in terms of I still think the IAB standards for view, viewability are, are pretty low. The bar is really low. So attention is really important. Um, I had Karen Nelson Field on a couple of episodes ago and, and she's done phenomenal work, like in fairness to her. She, and she's not the only one, but she's done phenomenal work in, in attention in this field. Um, she did a big thing with Dentsu, I think two years ago, the attention economy. And she's going back and kind of, and that's getting better and better and better. I, I mean, she's a lovely line. She says that like, um, you know, great, what's she called? She says a kind of good, good placements are out there. It's just harder to find, like, and, and getting that attention's out there, just really hard to find. That's the job of the media agency. So, um, Look, there's so many different, I know from talking to her, there's so many variables involved in attention and, and how we would have measured it before versus what we what we have now. Like, even from memory, from what she talks about, it's complicated. There's like the size of the screen, which you're looking at. There is the kind of the viewability, how much of it is in view. There's the real estate, the, yep. the screen coverage, the amount of size that your ad takes up. There's the context in which that ad shows up, you know, if it's on a, on a, an ad that has loads, on a, a media owner site that has loads of clutter is going to have less impact. And a lot of these things sound obvious, but they weren't, you know, they weren't all put together nicely. And and not all of those variables are carry equal weighting. So um, some are more important than others. But one thing, which is, which is, again, obvious in hindsight, but we're getting better understanding what the component parts of that are is creative. So um, how important is creative in attention? Well, first of all, just to say Karen Nelson Fields' work is, is, really excellent and her message is really important, more important now than ever before. And it's simple. It's we as human beings are being subjected to more and more mm. advertisements every single day. I think actually the average person today is subjected to more than 5,000 yeah. advertising yeah. messages throughout your 24 hour period. Yeah. And our brains aren't Intel processors. We, Mine is. <laughs> you wish. Uh, but you know, but we only have a finite amount of processing power. Right. And so what Karen Nelson Field is really saying is, you know, uh, it's becoming more and more, more and more difficult and challenging for brands to really connect with their audiences. Mm. But the biggest driver of attention, no matter whatever channel you activate in, and this is what the research that we're, we're working on at the moment here at Tensu, is creative. Creative is the mm. single biggest driver. And actually, uh, Nielsen did a lovely case study a couple of, of years ago where they looked at all of the different components that go into an advertising campaign. So you think about it. You think about the reach, the targeting, the context, the format, and the creative itself. And what they found it was that 90, sorry, 47% of all of the, the kind of the sales-driven or the brand uplift uh, derived from an advertising campaign was due to the creative. Mm. It is really, really important. Yeah. But uh, what's also, I guess, everybody talks about attention like it's a throwaway topic. Yeah, definitely. But it's like, what exactly is attention within a creative asset? It's a number of things. Mm. It's being able to, first of all, visibly see that particular creative. So to your point, viewability, yeah. like that, that is definitely a component. Mm-hmm. It's also being able to kind of comprehend the actual message. Mm. So as you are served a piece of content, like is it is it is it 
being served? Is it animating too quickly? Have you got right. too much text? Are your images of a high enough quality so that you're showing the context of the creative? Yeah. If you overlook those core components or ingredients of your creative, then you know what? Attention isn't going to matter because no, no human brain is going to be able to understand mm. it. So that's that's really kind of key. And that's kind of, we're starting to kind of really get into the nitty gritty of creative to understand some of these, mm. some of these kind of components. Um, in terms of, because I've heard a lot, you, you said it there a minute ago, does, you know, it's, it's a hot topic and, and, and it can be throwaway maybe. Yeah. Um, so like I, in, in, in your area of, of the industry, what are we, because I know look, creative, creative agencies have been, have been, you know, they're, they're masters of, of, of the creative, um, in terms of what they do, but doesn't media agencies haven't really been that much involved in creative to a degree, but generally what do you think? And I, I'm going to say more so on, uh, in digital, I say more so even in display, what, what, what do you think the, do you think the industry is kind of getting better at, at, at kind of optimizing for attention or even measuring attention and what, you, you know, is anyone doing anything that you, to you, that you know about or. Or like what I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, are you doing nothing about it? What are you doing? Yeah, no. So, well, just to just get back to your point, I mean, so uh, attention is the sum of your whole entire advertising campaign across all of your channels. That's really key. Brands, I see brands go one of two ways. The best brands that I see that that deliver the best media performance have very consistent creative that's designed for channel, and it's specific. And it's kind of, it's consistent across those channels as mm. best as it can be. The worst offenders when it comes to, I, I think, sorry, the poor performance, doesn't matter, you can spend your media budget becomes much more inefficient, are the the advertisers where they, um, and brands, where they have very disjointed creative concepts yeah. and and their messaging isn't consistent. So if you're activating a campaign, you know, you, you'll know this, Dave. You you might see your out of out yeah. of home message walking walking around town. You're going to get hit with a display ad, perhaps on your mobile device mm-hmm. or, or YouTube ad if you're watching some content. Having your message consistent and uniform is really really yeah. key. And so attention, like because people will identify your brand and uh, will identify the campaign much faster when they kind of see consistency and and. Yeah. So I think like we're trying to measure, yes, attention within channels, but really it's the sum of all those channels that that, that will really win. And that, and that's and it's not easy. But you're right, that has always been the case. Like getting again, attention is hard. Like it's hard to get people's attention. But we we've also learned quite a lot that there's different levels of attention. I mean, it, it was it was quite binary. I mean, I think you say have you got people's attention or have you not? And you don't yes. need and there's different levels of attention, there's full attention, which yes. is very, very, very I mean, even exactly. in, in a conversation with, with two people or three people, you rarely get full attention from people. And you don't need full attention, by the way, which is a lot of Karen Nelson Fields were talking about that. Um, which I think is great because again, it's quite liberating that you can say that like things and that's the role of brands, and I think that's what you're talking about when you say if you can make it if there's um consistency of message across platforms and that there's kind of that you don't ask a lot of me i'm more likely then i don't need to be paying full attention to realize that that's you know that that is from that advertiser i don't need to be it, it can kind of work in a lower conscious level of attention but how do i call it attention or call it kind of i suppose creative impact or or whatever you may call it because they're, they're kind of closely correlated how do you how are you going about measuring or quantifying because creative is subjective, right? Creative is subjective thing. Uh, uh, yep. Sorry, it, it, it typically has been. 
because it's an emotive thing. I like it or I don't. And it's hard for us to, what do you not like about it? Clients would go, the, the logo's too small. The creative agency would tell you, oh, you know, the logo has to be tiny, but it's, it's, it has previously and always been a, a subjective thing. Yep. Can you unpack the, the kind of component parts of creative yes. and make it less subjective? Um, yeah. What are those things? And tell me how you can, or, or you make, you know, it, what's the, what 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 are the ingredients of creative that you can measure? Yeah, because it's not just like a click through rate, right? Because a click through no. rate could be all different yeah. things. What are the component parts? No, I think I think what you're trying to to ask is, in a is, very in a very inarticulate no, I, way I, yeah. is: Can you use technology to um, to understand to be more quality? objective in creative? Ex yeah. Exactly. To be, I got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you right. can, and that is something that we're pioneering here in at the moment and I cannot give too much away at this moment in time but what I can Go say on, I is I won't tell anyone I won't tell anyone what I can say is we are working on a very innovative project at the moment with a number of key uh, technology partners where we're looking at measuring attention within our different channels but also within our creative assets and I hope Dave you're going to invite me back to do a podcast in a couple of weeks time once we've kind of launched our, our first... So you say we, you, you mean Dentsu the group or Dentsu Ireland in this office? Uh, so actually Dentsu Ireland is really formidable. Right. We are talking to some of the world's leading brands uh, on exactly just this. So so you and your team are kind of spearheading a lot of this work? Yeah, we're working yeah. with a, with another with another technology partner. Cool. Um, actually working with a couple of technology partners because it's, it's, it's highly complex. It's, we're using... A lot of new technology, a lot of new AI type technology uh -huh. uh, models that allow us to kind of use, uh, I guess, AI to to kind of understand, to visually understand creative and, and what works and what doesn't. You know, so what are the, what are the things like, you can look for? If you can think of like look, working with like heat maps of what, 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 what within a creative. Well, so the biggest things that we're starting kind of to understand is that, you know, your brand prominence within your creative assets is really important. Right, yeah. If you can display... You know, Levi's can go out tomorrow and show a beautiful pair of jeans, but in an ad, in a social ad, on on Instagram. Um, but if there's no link between Levi and those jeans to the user, then it's yeah. a totally wasted impression. You might as well just have but never. But can you codify what what you're looking for in creative? Because I guess for to be able to yeah. to be able to compare A versus B versus C uh, versus D, so you have to have a set of. Criteria. We're, we're measuring. You, are, are, are you being vague on purpose, or no? Just no not well, well, uh, well, because <laughs> because some of the some of the the innovation, some of the the work that we're doing is actually really at yeah. the sharp end of performance. But to give you an idea, one of the algorithms that right. we are looking to develop actually measures the impact of having a celebrity within your creative. Right. Asset. Okay. So if you're the likes of Gucci, who have. Um, Oh, don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh, who have um, a Canadian whoever, actor? What's right. his name? Anyway, yes. But if you if you are, like, so we can ba basically understanding the impact of even having a celebrity within within right. your creative content, like that that is a big driver of attention, mm -hmm. but also has a huge significant potential impact on your performance. You know, you put David Beckham into an mm -hmm. ad, and and he'll sell watches. He'll sell. Jerseys, he'll sell it. That's you sell it, and then you're paying for. <laughs> and so, are you, are you? Correct me if I'm wrong here. Are you? Are you, is the technology or the? Are you hoping to get to a position where you can assign a kind of a creative score to things and and have a, a one a one 
yeah. number. So it's, well, it's... Uh, well, that, that might be too um, simplistic, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so uh, if you've got a number of kind of assets and you're like, oh, you know, you've got a number of videos and you're like, oh, which which video should we launch or should we test them yeah. all? I, I hate, so like the bugbear of my life is, and for so many poor marketeers is like, they go away and they're like, oh, they produce all these assets and they want to run A-B tests and all this kind of nonsense. We want to kind of, that that is redundant. That is redundant, wasted time, wasted effort. What we want to be able to say is give us your assets. Let's run it through this technology and we're going to tell you which one is going to perform or maybe perhaps if you use that crappy asset, you're going to have to spend twice as much media budget to hit the same type of efficiency or the same amount of sales as your last campaign. That's where we want to get to. Uh, Creative, as as I've said, is is the, the driver of performance and we want to be able to measure it. And there's been... No, measuring creative again. It's been done forever. The way the way I, I, I it's gotten a lot better. But I mean, the old ways of um, link testing and stuff like that. You know, getting people to sit in, watch it, and tell you, oh yeah, oh, like yeah. or don't. Like yeah. it, it was ridiculous in terms because it didn't. Because when I went out in the real world, it was <laughs> it was a completely different context. Yeah. But then you mentioned eye tracking and actually doing things. So not asking people like. Eyewitnesses are the worst um, people to have in in a, in a case because we can't we're not reliable. So asking people what they liked or what they said is just not reliable. Now eye tracking is great, but there's a whole other side of things as well, which is not what people said. What actually click? What what cut through? What do people click on? What are you know? The, and the, the media performance data that sits behind some campaigns. Yep. If you can, it, and I don't know if this if I, I don't know if I imagined that we had this conversation or it really did happen. So. I'll just cut this bit out if you didn't say this, but like, am I right in saying that you can take some of that eye tracking stuff and the kind of quant stuff and then layer in media performance data and now you've got what is incredibly um, rich campaign data for me. Is that right or did I dream that? No, that's, well, that's, that is some of the exploratory work that we're doing here at Dentsu at this very moment in time and we're we're developing that technology that will allow us to use and harbour our creative data sets uh, from very kind of sophisticated, what we call neural network technology that right. basically simulates how people comprehend and uh, um, just consume digital yeah, content, yeah, yeah. but also layering in the performance um, of within kind of different, different types of yeah. creative. Exactly. But what I'd say is, you know, you put a big 50% discount on a Brian Thomas creative, all of a sudden you're going to drive loads of, yeah, yeah. of traffic to the website. Yeah, obviously, yeah. You know, if you put, whereas if I just, if you just had a more kind of your everyday kind of camp, your everyday campaign creative. Yeah. You know, so it's it's all about understanding, like there are so many different layers within creative and within your messaging and within your target audiences. It's, it's yeah. a huge unexplored world. And we're, we're getting, getting, we're getting yeah. better. And I think one of the things before that, one of the problems I think, may, well, let's call it a problem, would be you had to test things. So you had to test them pre-campaign and then yep. you decide what you what you go with or, yes. or which is a bit wrong, you test them post-campaign and you go, well, that didn't really work as we thought it was going to work. So a lot of what you're talking about, can they be, because time is the, is the enemy of everybody, can, can testing and learning and refinement, can these be done in the wild as it were, on the fly when they're out in market and you can be refining as we go or is it? You is can't. It, yeah, okay. But, but I but I hate, I just, I, like, as I said, that that approach is just so redundant. And I, I'm actually working, I had, I was in this predicament yesterday where I was working with a creative agency and, and, and one of the brands we work with. And they want to test some new creatives uh, as part of their campaign. And I've worked in this space for far too long at this point, <laughs> <laughs> way too long. And I just pleaded with them to say, you know, 
uh, I can tell you right now that this isn't going to work. You know, please don't spend all your media budget on ineffective creative. Go away and tweak it first yeah. and come back and then put it live and it'll perform better. And it'll it'll be a lot it'll be a lot more cost effective in, in the long term. Um now can you can you give me like what type of learnings do you see? And I, I, what I like about this is that you, it's evidence based. You yep. say, well, like, because, you know, you, you you mentioned some things there about maybe it's about um, when you, and I don't know what, you, what you've seen because it's quite early days, but you talk about, say, the ad I mentioned, which is fly to Barcelona for sixty nine ninety nine, yeah. and and what have you tested an ad like that for something else, or even you mentioned finance ads where, yeah. what kind of insight have you got? And apart from now, don't tell me that um, good looking people have higher click through rates because <laughs> yeah. uh, we know that, right? <laughs> so is there anything? What what type of thing without actually giving anything away, but little nuanced yeah. things that you wouldn't know that you know uh, when when you're testing different things that performs better than that or or kind of. Well, I don't know anything. Yeah, so no, because my my so, brain needs some examples. Before no, of I get course. It. So for so let's say display. So display. Would you believe that there's more money spent in display advertising than than search advertising or social advertising in Ireland? Display budgets were just I think just short of three hundred and fifty million last year. It's a lot of money in display. So what we've learned, uh, and giving all away our trade secrets, um, is you know what, like. Copy. If you the, the shorter you make your copy within your display assets and you just visualize your images, yeah, the better it will perform. We've also found things like even a pulsing button right. on your ad will vastly improve your your yeah. your click through it and also your performance because people go, oh, it's an advertisement and I've got to go click through to this website and buy this product. Yeah, like the amount of times we see where like the the actual kind of Call the the, the, the click through button is just sort of a, it's it's completely overlooked or yeah. it's it's not even visible on your fr- on your final frame. It's that's yeah. that's key. Also, um, another really good insight is just contrast, lightness and darkness right. in creative for that particular channel is really important. So, you know, having um, using color where you've got kind of blues jarring with reds, not jarring right. necessarily, but just your imagery, it will just draw users in. As as Karen Nelson Field, you know, rightly rightly said, you're competing on for display, you're competing on a, a publisher pages where there's a lot of content. There could be some video. Yeah. Uh, and you're competing with what, exactly. whatever else is going on so in the you, room at the you, time as well. You need to you need to kind of really make your ad stand out. And that's what's going to to for for, for that particular channel, it, it's it's just it's so vital and and the technology you know, has we've uncovered all those sorts of insights, which again we can go back and and start then reiterating mm. our campaigns, and it'll make your media small things. Yeah, again, small things make uh, exactly. make a huge difference. You know, in terms of campaign performance, I think we we we're pretty good at I think now at, at finding people out in the world in media and and putting ads in front of them. Yeah. So, some what we're not great at still sometimes is the decisioning behind what ad goes into them oh, and also completely. actually where we send people to I think we kind of get better at that as oh, well in terms of you know because exactly. we rely too heavily on the media performance which we're, there's too much money left on the table um, I want to ask people different situations so a DIY ad or something like that is there any insight in terms of well I know there is because we've talked about this before like having a person in the creative doing something as opposed to the stock imagery of, you know, the car ad you see where the keys, there's a big close up of the hand and the keys are dropping in someone else's yeah. hand, the car is a backdrop. That type of an ad versus say somebody in the car or whatever. Are you any learning yeah. the importance yeah. of people in ads? So the biggest criminal mistake is somebody taking a brand 
ad, like the brand that they, they have on TV and trying to repurpose it and display. Yeah. And they try and run like 10 different frames of all these still images and it is so long and drawn out and boring. Yeah. Um, so you're right, having context in your creative, like the less frames, the better for, yeah. for some of our formats um, and just showing the product that you're trying to sell. Don't make it hard. Like why right. just, and also you raise a really good point. You're driving traffic to your website, land them as deep into yeah. the funnel as you can. Yeah, yeah. Make that make purchase or that sign up or whatever it is as easy as yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, and again, because, and this is, this is a how long is a piece of string question, but like, I, you don't have to name the client or the, the category of the sector, but what type of improvements can you expect to see from saying, Clients who don't do any of this stuff and, and then people who deploy, right, let's measure and model our creative and kind of, if you make these tweaks, those tweaks, that changes. What, what type of um, media efficiencies and increased oh efficiencies God. can you see typically? Huge. I, I, it's so huge. difficult. 5%, so we, huge, 5%, no, huge, 20%. So to, give you, to give you an example, we work with a very well-known technology company in Dublin. Who, they're our client globally. Mm. Not going to give any names, but they came to us with uh, a campaign they wanted to put live across a number of channels where they used illustrations to sell technology uh, and the branding the, the the message was so it was so branding led i couldn't even understand what kind of product what are they even trying to sell yeah. and we said to them no we came back to them with a few ideas and we're not a creative agency first and foremost but we put forward a few ideas of what would different they then insisted we run a head-to-head -head test which i again asked them not to but they did the budgets we were dealing with were hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. It was across 16 different markets. Mm -hmm. um, and we were able to show that when we used people selling technology in the creative, we saved them 300,000 euros. Right. So they would have to spend 300,000 more on their silly illustration ads. To drive the same traffic that the other one did. Yep. Yeah, like it's, it's... Well, I think it's great now because... You can show that now and we can illustrate it and it's exactly. not. Um, but hard lesson to learn for hard. the marketing manager that's sitting there signing off on the budget. Well, better to learn it now <laughs> than uh, than to not learn it and keep wasting money. Um, now, So we kind of talked about, you said there's a couple of things happening. You can't talk about them yep. officially or fully I'd as yet. To. How far away are you, are you from a rollout of this great mystery, uh, whatever it is? Or, or, or how far away is it? Or like, it, so is, it, is it technology ready? Are we, we still beta yeah, testing so, or is it? So, yeah, so we're, we're testing. So what we're trying to understand is measure creative effectiveness, yeah. creative quality. And literally by the end of this year, we will have piloted our first couple of global oh, right. campaigns. So it's, it's yeah. that. Okay, cool. I mean, I will probably be sitting having my Turkey on my lap, optimizing these campaigns or, or running the technology through it. Uh, right. Wow. <laughs> so it's that, that, that imminent. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, and when would you hope to roll it out to like, if, if a client is listening or any one of our clients going, I want to do that. When can we do it? How far away is that kind of full rollout? So to we anybody? will be taking it to, to market. Uh, I would say by mid, by mid next year, okay. um, we'll be opening it up to a lot more clients wow. here in Ireland. Cool. Right. Uh, well, I, I, I might get you back on then mid next year when you can be more specific about certain things. But um sounds like, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating and it's great. And and uh, yeah, and look, and, and you're always, you've been on before. So 
I always enjoy talking to you. We don't agree on everything because you think Most strategy is going to be done by AI <laughs> as well. And I still think I it's going to be, well, I, I only need to think that for the next 10 years and then, then I'll retire and I don't need to worry about it. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed that. Uh, don't know how long, it probably wasn't as short as I thought it was because we, we got into a good chat about things. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. So um, I know you're busy. So thank you for taking the time today and talking to me. Oh, pleasure as always, Dave. Thank you very much. And thanks to everybody for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, why not listen back to our ever-growing back catalogue of evergreen content? You'll find it by simply typing Irish Times Inside Marketing into your search engine of choice, whatever that is. Big thanks to Andrea and Sound and Kira, who's on our holidays in marketing. And as always, thanks to our partners in the Irish Times Media Solutions. So until next time, stay safe and listen to our last wrap up episode where myself and Rob Kinsey will listen back to the year that was and maybe have a beer at the same time. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions. 